Welcome back to Till Talk with Fisha, where real chatter matters. Today's segment is brought to you by Alcavita Alkaline Water. This refreshing bottled water has a 7.8 pH balance and is sourced from an all-natural protected spring. Visit alcavita.life today and get your case shipped right to your door through the Amazon store. Alcavita.life Good day, Till Talk listeners. It's your girl, Fisha with Till Talk, where real chatter matters. It is Wind Up Wednesday. How are you guys doing? How are you getting over this hump day? I'm loving it here in sunny Florida. It's a little chilly, but the sun is out, the wind is blowing, and I cannot complain. Our lineup today will consist of Miss Arion. Israel giving us some financial tips, so make sure you have that pen and paper ready so you can take those notes. And I bet you didn't know, today is National Cereal Day. Yes, National Cereal Day. So we'll be talking about that. You guys, please call in. Tell me what your favorite pastime cereal was. And if your taste buds have matured just a little bit and you're eating something a little bit healthier, tell me about that today too. We will also be talking about... National Women in History Month. Yes, the entire month of March is dedicated to women in history. And I have a great one to share with you today. Sit back and stay tuned. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. If you are new to the Till Talk segment, please like us, share us, drop us a few applauses and call in. Tell us about the show, what you like, what you didn't like. Keep it clean. And we will play your call in on the air. So we're talking about National Cereal Day. Never heard of it, but I eat cereal. So I'm going to tell you guys a quick rundown on cereal. (laughs) So apparently, Americans at the time of the Civil War were increasingly plagued with gastrointestinal issues due to their unhealthy meat-based diet. Reformers of the 1860s viewed too much protein and meat consumption as unwholesome both physically and spiritually. It was believed by some that a high-protein diet contributed to lust hmm, and sloth, and that constipation and other issues of the gastrointestinal tract were God's punishment for consuming too much pork and beef. Hmm. They always have a way of adding that religion in there. Okay. But before cereal took on loads of sugar, cartoon characters as marketing mascots, and high profit margins of today, it was simply a food product of quite a different animal. You see, cereal back then was quite literally hard to swallow. It was made of dense brand nuggets, and the cereal was so hard, it literally had to be soaked overnight to make digestion uh, easier. Its taste mm, was pretty bland, too. Later, in about, let's say, the 1930s, cereal became sweetened thanks to sugar and marketing savvy. Cereal as a health food started to change. That's when the first sweetened cereal by Ranger Joe popped, wheat honey, appeared in grocery stores, which would set the trend for a sweetened product that appealed to children. Radio and TV ads also advanced the popularity of cereal with cartoon characters appearing on the box and the box appearing or being mentioned in cartoons and stories. Hmm. Fast forward to today, over 314 million people in the U.S. of A, which is about 49%, 
we all start our day off with a bowl of cereal. Imagine that. <laughs> so you guys, if you have a favorite cereal from your childhood past, Till Talk wants to hear about it. And if your taste buds have matured over time, share that new healthy cereal. Is it Kashi or is it uh, Grape Nuts? Uh, my favorite was Sugar Smacks and Apple Jacks. Now I'm eating honey bunches of oats. <laughs> we'll be back after the break and we'll be talking about National Women History Month. I have a great one for you today, so please continue to stay tuned. All right, as promised, I told you guys today is National Women's History Month, actually, and I promise to give you an amazing story. Today, we are going to be talking about Miss Janet Collins. Janet Collins was born in New Orleans and at the age of four moved with her family to Los Angeles, California, where she received her first dance training at a Catholic community center. She studied primarily with Carmelita Marchi. Lester Horton and Adolf Bohm. These were among the few ballet teachers who accepted black students. Hmm, there's that color thing. Collins auditioned with success for the prestigious ballet Russe of Monte Carlo. But because she was required to paint her face and skin white in order to be able to perform, to perform, she chose not to join the company. And in 1948, she moved to New York, got the chance to dance. She got the chance to dance her own choreography on a shared program at the 92nd Street YMHA. In 1954, she won the Donaldson Award for Best Dancer on Broadway for her work in the Cole Porters Out of This World. She also performed in Aida Carmen and was the first black ballerine to perform at the Metropolitan Opera. She could not tour in parts of the Deep South owing to her race. However, in later life, Collins taught modern dance at Bellachini's School of American Ballet in New York City and at the Marymount Manhattan College in New York City. That is today's Women in History, Janet Collins. She did die in 2003 at the age of 86 in Fort Worth, Texas. I'm going to do that part over. Janet struggled repeatedly. I'm going to do that part over too. I don't even think I have this thing on. Oh, I do. Janet Collins struggled repeatedly against racism, which did not spare the world of professional ballet dancing. Not many African-American dancers and performers achieved the successful career she was able to attain, and she paved the way for others to follow. In 1951, Janet became the first African-American to be hired full-time by the Metropolitan Opera in New York. Marian Anderson, the first to sing there, did not perform until 1955. In the year Collins retired, Arthur Mitchell joined the New York City Ballet. 
Janet Collins' dance reputation today resides primarily in her role in breaking the color barrier. The constraints on black classical dancers were too strong for her to have a vibrant performing career. However, her original choreography, which she performed in solo tours, was clearly of note, although few records survive. In her late 40s, she retired, turning to religion and finding comfort as an oblate in the Benedictine order. She was also an accomplished painter. Janet Collins died in 2003 at the age of 86 in Fort Worth, Texas. That's your Women in History moment today, Miss Janet Collins. I hope you enjoyed and learned something new today. Up next is our conversation with Ariane Israel with Wellcheck Wednesday. Stay tuned. Good day, Tilltop listeners. It's your girl Fisha on this Wellcheck Wednesday. I hope everyone is doing well on this hump day. And here with us today is Miss Ariana Israel. We'll be talking about what is tax money and how to file. Can you say how to maximize our tax dollars in return and options on tax money spending? Good day, Miss Army. How are you? I am well, Fisha. How are you today? I'm doing fantabulous. It's Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. <laughs> so we're talking about what is tax money and how to file. Talk to me. Talk to me. Yes, yes. So we've heard, I know, as, as our generation, we've grown up with taxes. Our parents, our grandparents came into tax filing, and it really originally started when we went into the Civil War. Great joy. Our president decided, hey, let's collect some funds so we could fund this war. And then it just kind of spiraled out of, I'm not going to say out of control, but it just kind of, you know, it's snowballed. I'll say snowballed. Spiraled out of control. <laughs> so essentially, once we got out of the war, president said, hey, this is a good way to raise money for the country. And we've just been doing it ever since. Oh, so that's how it started. That was a quick history fact for you guys. I hope y'all were paying attention. So thank you for that, Miss Ari. Um, so we're going to talk about how to file. Yes, yes. There's so many different ways to file. <clears throat> um, obviously, if you've got a tax document, file it, please file it. Apparently, the organization that sent it to you reported it to the IRS, so please file your taxes. And the ways to do it, um, either you can pay or do it free online. You can actually go onto the IRS website. They have free ways to file. There are, if you're in Jacksonville, then we have the, um, through Real Sense Prosperity, they have the free uh, tax filing, whether you're a small right. business, you're an elder, you have taxes, you can get them done for free. It's tax sites. Uh, that they have because they have them in Gateway. I know they have them in Regency. And they have one downtown too. Now, mm -hmm. when I lived in Connecticut, um, the IRS would file your taxes for you for free as well. There was a window that right. you could go in and they would file your taxes. So now when you're saying file, you're saying 1099, independent contractors, you're saying Avon, uh, we're paparazzi. saying paparazzi. We're saying uh, the Primerica yes. clan. We're saying anybody that has a W two, please. Yes. Um, if you're a hairstylist, if you know anything, if you have re received income, if you received unemployment, you got to report it. Yeah. So, that <laughs> so definitely, guys. If you're making money, if you're earning money, if you've invoiced or sent out an invoice, you need to file your taxes. 
Okay? Absolutely. Don't play with Uncle Sam. He is not nice. Please. He will be in your life forever and ever and ever. That part. Look at Lauren Hill. Yeah. Look and guy. Yeah, you've got, uh, who else? Um, a couple of them. Wesley Snipes learned the hard Snipes way, you know. The hard way. We don't, we don't, and yeah, you just pay your taxes, yeah, you know. You know, until you f- actually find ways to get around that, just you know, pay your taxes, do it the right way. In other words, call Trump and find out how to do it. Okay, but, yeah, all that right, part. All right. You heard it from your girl, <laughs> you heard it from Fisha. All right, so we're going to talk about um, how to maximize our tax dollars and returns. Now, this is a hot topic. Because I know in the past, I'm going to say 15, 20 years ago, I used to look forward to getting those refunds. So I'd go shopping. Yeah. I was not stocking dollars. I was not stacking dollars. Right. I was not saving. I was paying off a bill or two. (laughs) But mama was going into debt just as quick as she was paying it off. As soon as I got the money. So I would love to hear your thoughts on maximizing our tax dollars and returns. Yes. So... When you're filing, one, um, if you ever notice, as a W-2 employee, yes, you get some earned income credit. If you have children, that's like the cherry on top. Yes. However, mm-hmm. it is greatly beneficial to have a side gig, business, something that you can actually write off things, i.e. your office space at home, mm-hmm. your mileage that you use to go to and from appointments okay. uh, or traveling. Travel expenses for your business. These lunch are dates. Lunch dates. Business lunch. Yeah, oh, those. Lunch <laughs> you know, okay, talk okay, about business, clarify. and you can write those meals <laughs> okay. off. Um, okay. Your the clothes you buy for business. Um, uniforms. Uniforms, exactly. Okay. The electricity in your home for the office space that you use for your supplies. business. Supplies. Yes. Yes. And those supplies are all the way down to paper clips, um, pens, sticky notes, pens, highlighters. Do we still use whiteout? I, I some white out do. tape, yeah, yeah, all of this stuff. <laughs> logos yes. for your business, business cards. Still Talk has a logo we purchased in 2017. We purchased a, a jingle, yeah, in 2017. A so nice jingle, those, by the way. What? Thank you for watching. Thank you, Nicole. Shout out to Kia Nicole for the Still Talk jingle. Okay, so maximizing our tax dollars. You're stressing to us to, to go through all of our expenses. Yes. That um, Nick. This is where nickeling and diming. It's positive. It's okay. (laughs) You know, I would not suggest it any other time, but taxes, get everything you can get. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Now, um, options on tax money spending. So, options, options, options. So, when you get your tax money, Mm -hmm. yes, we want to ball out of control. It feels wonderful. We get this stack of cash that we didn't have throughout the year, which, if you're a W-2 employee, um, please make sure that your withholding is not extremely high because please understand you do not get interest on that tax money that Uncle Sam holds. So although it may seem beneficial, you're getting some of your money back. And then the if you have kids, you're getting that, you know, uh-huh. additional child tax credit. You're getting the uh, earned income credit, mm-hmm. but some of that stuff is going away. So it's not going to benefit you with your president in office right now. But that's just a side note. So now when you say that, um, for those who may or may not know how to play the game, I learned the game about six or seven years ago. Say, for instance, you're on the job and you're doing two tax withholding, mm-hmm. you and the kid. Right. And you get an email from the boss that says, hey, we're giving out bonuses in November. So you go in and you up that to like 10. Mm-hmm. So you can get all that bonus money. Mm-hmm. Is that killing me? 
Or is it, is it, you know, you're going to pay for it. If you don't get the right amount of taxes taken out of that bonus, then you're going to feel it at tax time. Okay. Either way. So you make the decision. Am I going to enjoy all this cash money now, which is fine. Mm -hmm. And then pay for it at tax time. <laughs> you know, I'm or have an extra kid by then, you know, you know, if you have a child in October, <laughs> like I did, you know, you get credit for the whole year, which is wonderful. Right. But, um, you want to consider, um, paying at least a little bit of taxes on it, mm -hmm. you know, something that's reasonable, fair. Right. And then, you know, if there's anything owed at tax time, then okay. So now explain to the people how this whole tax refund works. People tend to think that tax refund means free money. This is not free money. This is money you actually earned from January 1st to December 31st. You just didn't manage it well with your withholding stance. Is that correct? Right. Um, think of it this way. Because you're getting, you're getting money to work as a W-2, earn income credit. Mm -hmm. That's technically what you're getting money for is to be an employee. Okay. And then you have your child tax credit. Okay. So you, you're getting quote unquote free money to actually have kids. However, you have a cap at how many kids you can claim on your taxes. So, so stop making all them babies. I mean, after three, that's it. That, Anything else, you're not making no money off Uncle Sam. Right. That's just me, your girl, Tia's all. Because <laughs> tax law has changed where it used to be up to six. Now it's six, yeah. three. Mm -hmm. And just be careful because they tax laws are changing. Right. Y'all's president is in office. Mm -hmm. So tax laws are changing next year. Oh, wow. So when you are earning your income, you're essentially, when you file your taxes, you're getting the money you paid in federal income tax back. Not Social Security, not the other one that's on the W-2. I don't remember. It's FICA. been a while. Uh, I guess it's FICA, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever it is. We haven't have, been W-2 employees in it's somewhat. been a while. It's been yeah. about five years. <laughs> so you you're not getting the excess tax stuff back. You're just getting what you paid in the federal stat, okay. right? The standard. And if you're in another state, you may be paying state tax. You're not going to see that. So, wow. I mean, once you file your taxes, you're essentially getting the federal income tax part back, mm -hmm. maybe. But again, you're not, they're, you're not paying interest on it or they're not paying interest on it. It's not like putting it in oh, a savings so account no or an plus. investment. There's no plus. What's being updated, especially what Trump is signing these days, which is going to benefit the higher income, those who have big businesses, not necessarily a small business owners. And so definitely... Exactly. And definitely not those who are employees. It's not helping the middle to lower income families whatsoever. Even though we're the ones that drive the company, the country, I'm sorry. We're the ones that keep everything afloat, you know, right. they just want to rake us over the coals. So are there any more options on tax money spending that you'd like to share with us today? So the main thing I want to talk about is what are we doing for our children with this tax money? Mm -hmm. Because if we're claiming them on our taxes, obviously we have the right to. Um, we need to do something that's going to progress them to be independent um, and make them better off as they come of age. Um, so one thing we could do is actually assist them in finding what their desire is and help them to build a business. Okay. Um, that's a way to invest in our children so that they learn the, um, 
the craft of entrepreneurship and how money works and how money works because if they are it, it warmed my heart this weekend when i went to the melanin festival mm -hmm. i stepped into a food truck and there were children like serving. four like they were teenagers serving mm -hmm. they were taking orders they were handing out orders they were handling the money mm -hmm. cards and cash transactions the dad was in the back cooking mm -hmm. it was amazing so it's something like that that if we invested in our children with business, whatever their hearts desire, or just teaching them how to run a business and not push them out to a job when yes. they're 15 and 16, yes. Yes. then they learn how to appreciate running a business and they can actually have a business that flourishes. And it doesn't take much. That's again, the startup fees or tax deductible. Right. So, you know, once you uh, incorporate them, LLC them, whatever you choose to do as far as setting them up, mm -hmm. it's all tax deductible and show them that. So you're saying, parents, listen, please listen. It's your girl, Tilltop. Listen. <laughs> we as parents are getting these tax breaks every year up to, what, $3,800, I think it is. Mm -hmm. And we're going shopping to put Nikes on their feet. Yeah. You're saying we need to take that money and invest it, put it aside, or educate our kids on how to be self-employed all day. entrepreneurs learning how to make that money early absolutely so that they can be self whatever the word is self-sufficient self-sufficient mm -hmm. by the time they're 20 and 21 and not doing the backstroke debt on the college campuses with all these credit cards exactly got you give us another option so we've got the kids now of course you mentioned investing so um, definitely put some money aside. I mean, it sounds nice to go traveling, buy clothes, pay off debt is great. Mm -hmm. That's a great option, mm -hmm. but invest in something. Yes. I mean, we've talked before, um, briefly penny about stocks, penny stocks Bitcoins. and Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Give those some, give those a chance because they're Bitcoin is stabilizing right now. So Bitcoin is on the cash app guys. And let me tell you, I check that thing at least once a week. And I have seen it go up. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't buy a lot. Only about $5 worth. But the last <laughs> time I checked, it was at $12.50. That's a lot. It is. It's true. Definitely. You know, you start small with the with the horizon in view. Exactly. Knowing that eventually, you know, those numbers will grow. And, you know, you don't have to worry about being broke. Right. She doesn't have a story. <laughs> All right, so another option before we wrap up this segment. So we've got investing. We've got investing in our children. I mean, just definitely be sure that you're actually taking care of your responsibilities, period. So, again, if, I'm, if we're going to go back to debt, pay up your bills, pay off some debts, because I surely did. Mm -hmm. You know, that way you get your credit where you need it to be. So if you need to make a big purchase, now they see that you've actually made payment. You right. made good with your creditors. Right. And you're building up to the next big purchase if need be. And, you know, one other thing that I would like to suggest, uh, I know a lot of people may or may not do this, but pay the rent up. I do that. Not to rent out for one or two months. I've then done that. you have that. that cushion and you really are resetting your finances where now you're pushing yourself two weeks out mm -hmm. instead of week to week. Exactly. You got a little cushion. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's cool. You know, we went and bought a mattress and it's still being broken. Lord have mercy. It's your girl, Till Talk. It's your girl, Till Talk. Um, but I, I like the topics. I like the tips that you're giving us on how to maximize our money um, and 
and reminding us that it's important to file. You don't want to sit there and skip year after year after year after year because it adds up. It definitely does. And if you do file your taxes and you find out that you missed something or you did something incorrect, you can do an amended return. You sure can. And Uncle Sam will send you your money. Come on. He will. He will send you your money. Mm-hmm. Well, this has been a Wealth Check Wednesday with Ariana Israel. Tell them where they can find you and a little bit more about yourself. Yes. So you can actually find me on Instagram at finance underscore all, which is A as an Adam, use an umbrella underscore natural for more investment and finance tips. Uh, you'll catch my blog on Teal Talk's website, which is tealtalkwithfisha.com. So definitely check out the Wealth Check Wednesday blogs for many of the topics that we discuss over the podcast so that we could definitely get you well informed on what to do with your money. Yes. And guys, you can always call in. We welcome your call-ins. We welcome comments. Please leave an applause. You can visit us on tealtalkwithfisha.com. Or you can leave us a comment right here on the Anchor Station. As we love to say, always remember, real chatter matters. Have an awesome week, guys. All right. So as a kid, my favorite cereal was Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. But now as an adult, it really hasn't changed all that much because I get headaches depending on what I eat. So if something is too sweet, I'll get a headache. So I've got to find like the right balance. And so far, the right balance has been um, that that post. Um, what is it? Almond. It's like brand almond or whatever. So that's pretty much what I eat. And I eat cereal at least once or twice a week, but I don't eat it for breakfast. I'll eat it like as a filler, like in between meals. So that's what's what. <laughs>